What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Nerdy Black Guys, the podcast that is exactly what it says it is. It's a podcast with two nerdy black guys because we've been doing this for quite a while now. We've actually been doing this for a pretty long time. Two mm-hmm. blurs, if you want to use that word, just talking about no. stuff. No, no, we're no. I'm DJM, my co-host. You know him, you love him from DKG Welp. Drunk Kids Gaming, Photographer Extraordinaire, Mr. Brandon Cooper himself, King Kaz. What's up, Kaz? What is up, my dude? Kaz, I I didn't tell you this Mm -hmm. in the pre-show, but I'm going to tell you now. Uh, I had a cup of the Kava Stress Relief Tea before we started recording, and now I'm on my second, and... I'm feeling like I'm starting to get a little slow and slurry. See, this is the tea that they sell in grocery stores. That's for stress relief and relaxation and helping you go to sleep. Yeah. But but kava, if you're familiar, is also a particular herb uh, in certain parts of the world that is, if taken in, in large enough doses, has similar effects to ayahuasca. Uh, Are you familiar with ayahuasca, Cass? I am not. Okay. Ayahuasca is one of those South American psychedelic ultra-trip drugs that people go to a shaman and have, and then they Mm. go through those incredible mental journeys that usually involves purging, but they also have a super intense psychedelic experience that shows them the meaning of the human condition and, and all of that stuff. And... Kava isn't quite as strong as that, and again, I'm only having it in tea form, and I'm on my second cup, so right now I'm only starting to get a little bit slurry, so if you if you hear me kind of stuttering a little bit on my words, I'm that that's why, Kaz. That's why. Hmm. Okay. But we've no, got a lot to talk about. about. Yeah, we we have some things to discuss. Um, did, did I did I tell you what happened? Like in everything that happened in like the last two weeks with with my car? No, we have not discussed this. No, no, we haven't. Okay, so a couple of Fridays ago, uh, it snowed really, really bad, and unfortunately, I still had to go to work. I still had some errands to run. And unfortunately, my car, my my poor Ford Focus, uh, getting off an exit on a snowy road, started skidding and spinning, and we ended up in a ditch, me and the Focus. And that was scary, but I was unharmed. Uh, The Focus was not in the best shape. Uh, By the grace of the heart of the cards... I was actually able to, uh, rather, a tow truck came by only about five minutes after I was in the ditch and had called AAA. And they were able to pull me out. And what they told me was that, yeah, dude, you got really lucky because people are going to be waiting out here for, for tow trucks for hours because... The snow was so bad and there were accidents everywhere, myself included. Ooh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it it was a really bad day. And what made it worse is that when I was driving home and getting home that evening, 
my car ended up overheating and shutting down. Until I realized, when I took it in to have it looked at, there were problems with the radiator hose and and various other things, and it was leaking coolant. And then they gave me the bill for the repairs. (sighs) Ooh, boy. Old DJM was in a bit of a pickle, to say the least, and... When that happened, I was in a really bad place, because, oh man, I'm not going to have the money for this. And now I don't have a car, so for about a week, I didn't really do a whole lot, including trying to find ways to go to work, because damn, Lyft is expensive if you're having to do a daily commute. That is freaking expensive. Yeah. And... I know some friends who do that, and I'm like, how do you do this every day? And they're just like, bro, I wake up. <laughs> they're like, it, it, it's a weird thing where it's supposed to be this thing where it makes life easier, but you have to wake up early just so you can try to beat everyone else who is then doing it. And then the surge charge goes up because you got to be one of the first people to do it so, so that you're causing the surge charge to go up, but you're not getting the surge charge. And it's just like, interestado. <laughs> like. I figured I could have just taken the bus because I took the bus when I was going to school. That that was fun. I could have taken the bus. Oh, yeah. Good old public but trains. I I just didn't have I didn't have the cash on me for a few of those days. Uh, so what I did eventually was after doing some heavy researching, after pulling myself out of a pit of misery, like oh god. I can't drive. I can't go to work. My life's falling apart. Once I got that out of my system, because, you know, I I have to get that out of my system periodically, I found some things uh, like a a leak-fixing kind of substance that you can get at at your local auto parts store, along with some replacement coolant uh, for the car. So I poured all of that in to the radiator and followed the instructions of letting the car idle while it makes its way through the system and does its thing. And then, voila, no more leak. My car does not overheat every mile on the road. I can drive on the freeway. I can go over 30 miles an hour again. And we're back in business. Nice. So this was a tale of the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. And David is able to live his life in the in the adult real world again, and that feels pretty good. Feels pretty good because after being cooped up in the house for a couple of days with no kind of transportation and just working from home, I was starting to crack, even more so than usual. I was starting to crack. Gotta go for walks, man. Get out. Well, you know, right, this is the time of year where, in Michigan, where it's, like, almost spring, but not really, where you can actually yeah, no, see the same thing here. all four seasons of the day in, like, a 48-hour time span. So, going for a walk like, is like, yeah, I could, but then I'm going to get rained on, and then I'm going to get snowed on, and then it'll be 65 degrees. And I was just like, ugh, I, I can't do this this like speaking of like i went i went to go help a friend do a a photo shoot um 
and I was going to, I was going to be the lovely assistant and hold all the cards and, and put all the settings into all of the things and stuff like that. Um, that is not what I was thinking when you mentioned holding the cards and being the lovely assistant. I'm just going to let you know. (laughs) I was thinking that you were going to be like in some sort of sequin gown and like, no, like none of my friends are magicians. <laughs> They're either podcasters or, or creatives. So, like, I haven't had to do any of that yet. Um, but it's fun. You should try. We, it. No, never. Uh, we so she, she when she planned for the shoot, it's like all right. It's supposed to be around forty to fifty all day, cloudy as fuck. Right. She's like, it's going to be great. Um, Like, I'm going to just bring this, this and this. Me being the guy that I am. Right. When it when it comes to a lot of this shit, I I over plan. Like if if I'm actually planning for for a photo shoot, I over plan. Right. And I almost will bring all of my goddamn gear. Right. Which isn't a lot at this at like where I am in photography. It's not a lot, but it seems like a lot. Um, and I was like, no, I'm bringing lighting stands. I'm bringing the, the shoot through umbrellas. I'm bringing the flashes and all this shit. Cause I just, I feel like something might happen. So we get there, start to shoot, meet up with the model, do all that stuff. By the time we get to the place where she wants to take the photos, it has literally gone in, in like the span of like 15 to 20 minutes. It has gone from 40 and cloudy to 65 and sunny as fuck. <laughs> and she was just like, how, what, how did this happen? And I was like, Hey, guess what I have? I have umbrella shoot through umbrellas and flashes so we can counteract the sun. Like it never it, hurts to great. be prepared. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it still was fine. It still was good. It was, it was, it was great. And I, I, she said she was happy with her photos and stuff, but I'm, I'm just that person. I'm like, man, I want to be prepared. And I, I also, am still at this point where I like bringing all my gear. I'm not, Dude, I'm not that's, snob enough yet to not. That is the boy gear. scout motto, man. Be prepared. I'm, I'm all mm-hmm. about that. You, you can never be too prepared. So, so good on you, Mr. Cooper. Good on you. Well done. That's that's making a save, so I I commend you for it. That that was good planning on your part. That's good preparation. So good on you, Cass. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. Oh goodness, folks! As you I'm, know, I'm, the name of this show is Two Nerdy Black Guys, and well, it's exactly what it, what we say it is. So I said to Cass. There was no way we could not do an episode of the podcast without talking about Black Panther. Dun, 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 dun. So here we go, everybody. Kaz, yeah. before you get started, I okay. feel like I, I, I want to say something. Holy. Because I feel like I, I know you pretty well. Uh, okay. We've been doing this podcast for a while, and I feel like I know you pretty well. So so I'm going to try and cut you off at the pass here. And I'm not going to let you troll today. 
You are no, not there is allowed. No troll. There is no troll okay. because there's too much fear to troll. Okay, I'm I'm not going to let King Kaz troll here, everybody. Kaz, you do not have permission to troll. No, I'm I, not going to troll because I'm I'm worried about what what people will say after what I say. <laughs> because, like I said, I I know you, Kaz. I know you. So, so I know exactly where you're going. So let let's just let's just frame it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me first. I saw Black Panther with my sister at a private screening at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. It was put on by a local community group. And yes, people, if you saw the videos, yes, there were drums. Yes, there was dancing. Yes, people were dressed up in in fashion that was influenced by Africa. Yes, it's real. And it's all true. 100% true. So mm-hmm. I got to experience that part of it. And yeah. I watched it with my sister and my brother-in-law on that Thursday evening before it was the world premiere. Uh, how about you, Cass? How, how about you? Um... I went to it this past weekend. Uh, so this was like, I think the second or third weekend it had been out. Um, and I, I I did not think there was going to be as many people in the theater as there were, but, but it was still a relatively packed house uh, for the movie theater that we went to. And it's kind of like centralized in downtown near uh, some of the nicer hotels and stuff like that. So a little bit of the 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 fanfare and stuff like that has has the the dressing up and doing all that stuff has died down a little bit but there was still a relatively large crowd to go see the movie okay okay so neither of us saw it the the premiere weekend i i saw it the thursday no, night I, I, showing and I just, in general, unless I know it's going to be a relatively small movie, I have, I just, I can't be in a movie theater with that many people. And I guess I just, I'm the exact I opposite. I, I enjoy that. I do. I, I enjoy. I enjoy it to a certain extent, those. but like, ugh. I, I, I get a kick out of it, seeing people that excited for something. And that, that's kind of how I felt about this uh on the thursday night that i went i i enjoyed seeing people's enthusiasm more than anything like seeing mm-hmm. people so enthusiastic for this movie just absolutely tickled me to no end especially my sister because my sister is uh, a few years older than me and a, a little bit more weary by the world but I'd never seen her excited for anything like this ever. Maybe I think the one time where she got like VIP passes to Prince one time, uh, she mm-hmm. was like that excited. But I've never seen her and my brother-in-law uh, this excited for anything uh, but Black Panther. And I will okay. admit, I I was I was excited about it too because. I just like the genre of movie. I will say, I liked it. I liked it. I I have no 
the only major gripe that I had was probably the CGI, which in most mm-hmm. cases, most CGI is just kind of me. The movie felt like a three act story with a good start, middle and end. It was definitely kind of in a concrete three act form, which I was okay with. It was well composed in that way because it was clearly telling a story rather than just being an action flick with lots of explosions and and fight scenes. All I can really say is that I really liked it. I really liked it overall. Uh, Some of the performances I enjoyed more than others. I think Mm -hmm. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Black Panther, he was good, albeit maybe a bit understated, but in the position he was in, he can't, when you're the center of all of this, being a a bit more grounded is is probably a good thing, in my opinion. I think Denai Guerrero as Okoye was a standout performance. Uh, And, of course, everyone's talking about Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger. That one speaks for itself. The costuming was really nice. I I loved how colorful everything was. I think that's something a lot of people have said about superhero movies. Either everything is either dark and gray or just kind of kind of a militaristic kind of silvery kind of. And this all of this was very, very colorful. And I really appreciated Mm -hmm. that. And of course, most significantly, one particular scene where T'Challa is in the ancestral plane with his father. That that resonated with me personally for, for reasons that are no secret to anyone. Uh, overall, yeah, I, I really liked it. I really did. I'm not as over the moon as a lot of people, but yeah, I, I really, really dug it. I, I can say I really mm-hmm. dug it. Okay, Kaz. <laughs> do, do what you're gonna do, Kaz. Just, just go ahead. Um. So, acting wise, right? Um. I like Chadwick Boseman. I think, I think the dude can probably act his way out of a box. Like he's, he's just he. I think he does character study really well when it comes to to character and character culture and things like that um and i didn't i didn't have any overall problems with his performance throughout this like i I didn't think it was very understated i think i think he tried to play stoic like very very stoic and and stuff like that and i think in in the sense of what the the moment in his life that the character is where he's been groomed for this thing but then at the same time he's gonna thrust into it he's trying to act how he thinks he should um and and that's fine. I like that part. Um I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor too, but man, I did not enjoy his character at all. Uh oh like not even a little bit. Like oh, it just wow. seemed it seemed so over the top to me character wise not acting wise just it seems like everything else was very well placed and then you just have this character that is just so like fucking into the stratosphere compared to everything else and i felt like every time it was it was presented it just 
took me out of the movie a little bit. Um, the the movie overall, I don't have a problem with. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't. I'm just gonna straight out say I don't think it's the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm thinking about revisiting it at a at a very later date, like like months to almost a year from from when I've seen it, because I'm also really 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 burnt out on the marvel superhero shit um i really felt the same way and i've never been a big marvel guy and and i can honestly mm -hmm. say that my enjoyment of the marvel movies is totally removed from most people my favorite marvel movies are the marvel movies that most people like the least or or talk about the least dr strange And the Thor movies. And until now, Black Panther. Yeah. I I can easily Uh, say by a light year that Black Panther is my favorite Marvel movie. And that's only because most of the Marvel movies, save for Doctor Strange, I'm just kind of lukewarm on. But I really um, want to get into something. Uh, Go go ahead. You were going to finish your point about about the Marvel movies. There's something I want to bring up. Go ahead. So I I don't I'm just kind of burnt out on the on their format, right? Cuz their their format is when you kind of understand production and things like that, you you can see these little key hits that are about to happen, right? So you you see the the uh the hero come up, you know, the thing, uh, the pre- the presentation of, of the danger to the hero um, and how great or minor that is. Um, then the hero needs to rally uh, either himself or other people. You have that moment and then all this other stuff, right? And it it's very well painted and it's very well stated, but like... I, 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 I get to this and I just am like... There's a lot of it really sitting with my hand, like my my head in my hand going, and then here comes this bit, right? And I don't want people to, I don't want people to to misappropriate my thoughts of this as a movie rather than what it does, because I'm I'm only judging this as a movie, right? And then all you, I think, Kaz, all it really yeah. sounds like is you you're sounding a lot like a lot of people that I heard before Black Panther came out. And that was, yeah, we're, we're all having a little bit of Marvel movie fatigue. That, that, yeah, you're, there's a lot of that. There was a lot of that. It's just that I think for a lot of people, Black Panther had enough little differences and little nuances to work and to stand out for a lot of people. But I I feel like those lot of people are people who aren't watching these movies though. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like a lot of people one I, I like really hardcore straight out. There's a lot of people who went to watch this movie only because it was a predominantly black cast, right? And there's nothing True. wrong with that. True. Right. However, Cass, um, I will say that I saw a lot of 
like film reviewers and genre film reviewers and a lot of reviewers and writers in the the nerdy genre space that were absolutely in love with the film. They loved the film and, and were saying that I, it was one of the best Marvel films. Just as a Marvel film, it is one of the best. And there's they were saying the same things you are in that. Yes, it it hits all of those bullet points, but it did its own things so well that it pushed above that. I disagree. <laughs> well, I mean, I oh, disagree from personal that, opinion. That, that's like, that's fair. People's that, that's, opinions are their opinions. That that's totally fair. I definitely see where you're coming from because when I when I was watching Black Panther, it, it you know what it felt like? It felt mm-hmm. like Thor. It felt like Thor. Mm-hmm. It did. It it really really did. It just it just it just really felt like it, it it felt like but again they, they i like thor chunks of paragraphs from like a thor movie and then we're like all right and then put these paragraphs there and then keep all the seeming and everything else the same you know like, like but for me personally and everything else just me personally i'm totally okay with that because of how much i like the thor movies i i know that's crazy everyone. i i know I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the Thor movies either, especially the last one. I felt like that one ruined it for me, like like more than anything. That one. I liked the first two. The third one, not so much. Um, Uh, But like I said, when it comes to Black Panther, I mm -hmm. completely understand where you're coming from in the case of it not being different enough from all of the other Marvel movies to really rise above. I'm simply saying that for me, it did enough. So, so we're we're kind of on the same page, but we just have that one little discrepancy. But I really wanted to get into something that you said a minute ago, okay? Because, dude, you are literally the only person, and I mean the only person that did not enjoy Killmonger that I've seen. You are literally the one person. That, that's up? not like that. That's not internet. Literally, that's literally the only person, Kaz. So I, I would love to see where you're coming from on this because I, I get what you're saying f- from a point of view of him being over the top, but they painted him as this military trained killing machine who was full of hate and rage towards Wakanda, towards America, towards the world. And here's this dude that was marking himself with scars for each person that he killed. And he had this kind of outfit and body armor that kind of looked like Vegeta from Dragon Ball. Here was a guy Mm -hmm. that, in comparison to a lot of the other characters, he was kind of a loose cannon. And I think that's what made it work. Because he was a loose cannon. Claw was fucking bonkers and i loved him i loved claw in this movie he was he was great andy circus just he was so much fun in this movie and mm-hmm. to to a different degree michael b jordan is killmonger he was also off the handle but just in a different way yeah and, and like the 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 character cur- the, how do i want to put this like 
the character in itself when it's when it was initially presented to me right um seems fine right and and i kind of enjoy it and i kind of almost enjoy most of it i i think it's like maybe literally the third act of that of that character right which is which is pretty much the final act of the movie as well right um where and 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 this is a this is a movie thing and this is a problem i have with a lot of movies and 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 bad guys and things like that right their plan is so foolproof until they're an idiot and i feel like i feel like this character could have been played in such a better way um or or not played right because 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 that sounds like i'm coming at, at michael b jordan's performance no i think i think what was on the paper and what they gave him he did well and he did perfectly fine acting wise i think it is nailed to a fucking t i just mean writing wise and 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 i think this is where the fatigue comes in for a lot of this stuff um, I think writing wise, you write this character who kind of seems really righteous, right? You, you, you can almost to a certain, to a certain thing, agree with his point of view, right? Hashtag Killmonger was right. But I feel like then, you, then you twist it for no reason you twist him on himself for no reason and I, I i think that's just poor bad guy movie writing um, well Kaz, then, i think that if you make a antagonist too relatable he's not someone you can root against anymore and i think that there were certain points in this movie where they had to remind everybody yeah, this dude's got some points. He his case is valid to a point. But look at what he's doing and look at what he's planning to do. Look at what the extremes he's going to. And I think right. that's I that's important. I think you need that with with a bad guy sometimes. You can have a bad guy that's justified, but if he's so justified that everyone says, "Well, yeah, he's absolutely right." Well, then what, what what's what's the bad guy even doing? But see, I I feel like so so okay. So there there's a couple of like issues that I have with this character, right? He's a very very bravadoed character, right? And and up until this uh, up until this very key moment where where it, it is no longer movie wise acceptable acceptable for him to do it on his own, right? You you make him use the tools around him all of a sudden where where everything else was i'm gonna do this shit with my own hand you know what like no we're getting rid of this we're getting rid of this i'm changing the way that this runs i'm changing the way that this happens right like like the the i i feel like it was such a dumb like thing where he's like let's get rid of the thing that gives the people their like the, the black panther their power that I understand where they where they bring that from. I understand that thing, right? But that's almost taking it to this standpoint where where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm giving you more cards, right? Because 
because I've played them too close, right? We've written them too well at this point to to make this character almost almost seem righteous, right? So now we have to start to do things to to tear him down, right? And yeah, that that yeah, that's but, that's but how I feel like. I just I don't know. I feel like there's better ways to do that. We, we find better ways to do that in comic books, where we keep these characters around. Sometimes I feel like not every time because because anime is is fucking egregious with this shit. Where even sometimes in anime we find ways to make these bad guys who seem evil to their core, and then we turn them around and we make them the best character in the show sometimes, right? Like, Well, in this case, Killmonger wasn't evil from the beginning. He was never... I don't think he was ever really evil. He was just really, 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 really pissed off at just everyone. Yeah, and and I get that to a to a certain I don't know it's just I I just I'm 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 burnt out on the way they do villains in Marvel movies um like either full on make it a throwaway character or or make it make it something interesting right like don't don't half ass present me an interesting character just to enact to make that own character fall apart within himself and then have the hero come in and not even really the necessity of the hero at the end is almost like it's so weird because it just makes everyone like counter a count like this whole that whole battle at the end I'm so confused about right because it's it's hey you know, I didn't die and I didn't, I didn't say I gave up. So like we, we, you know, this thing is still happening and, and now everyone else is confused too. So you have half the people who are like, well, I mean, we, we, we crown this dude like King and we're, we're loyal to, to the King and another, uh, like there's just so much I confusion think, by the end I of this movie that the whole thing about that was the fight's still going. I think it was really no, no, that no. simple. I, I, I get it. I get it. It has a simplistic reasoning, but I, th- but I think when you look at it and, and you look at it from a writing standpoint, it's such a cop out and it's such a, it's such a like, it, it's, it, it creates a big giant battle so that you can have a big giant battle on screen for no reason to me. Well, I don't think of it as so much of a one big giant battle. I thought of everything from the challenge scene in the second act up until the end, uh, until the end of the ba- the final battle, as one continuous arc in the movie. To me, that that was a continuous arc. It wasn't. Well, yeah, just no, that's all the third act. Point. Yeah, but, be- but I mean you that and that's the thing I mean when I say you painted this character one way and then all of a sudden he decides to use the people and tools around him, right? Which yeah, in in other parts he used he used people and things like that. But I feel like like T'Challa walks up that hill, 
right? And he's like, yo, let's let's still fight. Let's I, finish I this. feel like the killmonger you, you presented to me in the beginning is like, okay, fuck yeah, and I'm going to kick your ass again. Like, and I'm going to show these people why they should follow me. You know, I feel like that's the character you presented to me. That's the thing I would have loved to fucking see right then and there. Like, that would have fucking woken me back up in this movie. Like, but by then, it it's so Marvel bullshit. It's so, like, ABC family cookie cutter. Like, like you you can you can now see everything that's going to happen of course the other tribe is going to come help them of course like yeah nobody's going to keep fighting at at this particular point because there's fucking 20 minutes left in the movie like it just did you expect that, the that rhino thing, did you expect the rhinos yeah because they they present it to you in, yeah, in at a certain point like there there's nothing in a marvel movie to a certain extent, that should surprise you anymore. Except, like you said, Doctor Strange did pretty well for me in its writing and presentation. I always Still feel like I'm on Marvel an island bullshit. with Doctor Strange. I always feel like no, I'm think, totally think, on an island. I think they did really fucking well with that one, right? Because the jokes fit. The the moments fit the like the comedic effect that they like to have in these movies where they put them fit so fucking well. Right. Because there are moments that that seemed except for like one or two that are kind of almost created organically in Doctor Strange. Right. Like you, you could see in this drama that you're creating these these slight moments that that could be taken as funny happening in this dramatic thing. Right. That is one thing I will say about Black Panther is that Marvel's style of comedy would not have worked with this movie. And I'm really glad it was not like all over the place in this movie. I'm really glad about that. It was to me though. Like there's so much of it. There's so much like it's not it's not as much of it as they've as they've been putting in the last couple of movies like like the last Thor movie is literally piled with that shit right like just to the brim of of shitty slapstick comedy like and it it i think that particular movie is what burnt me out um but but it it, it exists actually you know what like captain america has very little of it too um and i and i wish there was just less of it here i wish there was just less of that though that need to try to make someone laugh like i I just feel like it's not necessary to have those and moments. that's why i i give black panther credit for really not tacking a lot of that on yeah i don't know i i i those moments still just hurt me. <laughs> okay, I I guess it's just that you're you're really burnt out on the Marvel movies, aren't you? You're really burnt out. I'm mean, just like like their jokes are like they're they're so set up, and you're just seeing them coming like fifty million miles. It's like fucking meteor hurling at your face, and you're just like like. Did nothing you see I the do. joke about the sandals coming? Did you see that coming? I, I didn't particularly see it coming, but then. You, what was the you, reaction you, in the theater to that one for you? 
everyone else around me was laughing and I was looking around to try to figure out what was funny. Oh. <laughs> In my theater, everyone laughed and I I did kind of a cringe giggle where I, I didn't want to laugh, but I couldn't help it. No, I was I was rubbing my eyebrows. I was just like Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sneakers. Yeah. Oof. When she said, what are those? It was one of those moments where the theater erupted. See, and see, for, right for there, me, right, it was that... like, I, it was like, I know that's terrible, but I, but I give Ryan Coogler credit for putting it in. Like, I didn't want to laugh, but I did. I felt bad for laughing at that. I felt really bad. Man, I'm just dead to the world, I guess, because I was just, like... Your soul is blackened and ruined, sir. I mean, I... I, I don't know. It's like... it. it they, it's, when things like that pop out at, at, like, a big screen to me, I'm just... I feel like it's my mom telling me a joke, or my fucking dad telling me a joke from the internet, and I'm just like... Okay. Yeah. That's, well, you know, yeah. I love the dad jokes, so I'm willing that's, to give that a pass. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I will I, fully admit that I did laugh at that, but I am ashamed. I am ashamed that I laughed at it. Like it was the just I, I, the fact that they had the gall to do that kind of joke. That that's mm-hmm. what made me respect it. Like, wow, you actually did that. See, you you have that reaction and i have the reaction of oh you did that like with with those jokes right like like jokes like in the beginning of the movie where she's like hey when you see her don't freeze up like and then they they get back to 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 wakanda and they're like did he freeze up oh he froze up i love that kind of humor like, oh, I love that shit. I love character humor. I love humor that is about this character. Like, I love more things See, that, I felt that... that way about the what are those bit. I felt that way, too, because here is Shuri giving, his older, giving her older brother, T'Challa, a hard time. Like a younger sibling does with their older sibling. Like I would do with my big sister for years. I would constantly pester her and give her a hard time. That's that's to me. That was perfectly within her character. She was just being like a bratty, annoying little sister. So for, for me, I, I felt that was completely within her character. Mm, okay. I don't know. I, I, I agree or disagree. I, I feel like it's still I feel like it's still a pretty good good movie. Um I don't I don't I don't hate it. Um I feel like everybody is fine. Go ahead, go ahead, sh- sure, celebrate it. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? Um Have fun. I fucking love you guys. Fucking enjoy your shit. And I will say um, that I enjoyed it more than any other Marvel movie that I've seen. Yeah. It, it puts my beloved. It puts my beloved Doctor Strange at number two for sure. I'm not gonna say where. I, just, just it. It doesn't do enough for me. 
And and that's okay, Kaz. That is okay. You say that until I start telling other people that, and then they fucking like come at me with fucking pitchforks like I'm fucking the Frankenstein monster or some shit. Well, well, you know you can always talk to old DJM, and and I'll always let you know that that it's all right. But yeah, I'm not gonna you be are here for much longer. You are. <laughs> Kaz, I, I can only do so much for you, especially with Killmonger, because you are literally the only person I've seen. The only one. Yep. It's fine. Oh. You are completely on an island with that one. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm I'm fucking bro. I'm here. I'm fucking. I'm making a hut out of out of the the things that are here. Like, I'll live on this island, dog. Okay. All right. I'll come visit you now and then. I will come visit. Yeah. I'll and I'll I'll bring you some. I'll bring you some. I'll bring you some kimchi. Do you want some kimchi? Not by itself. Uh, what what yeah, would you like? You're gonna have kimchi. You gotta have some good meat with it, man. Oh, thank you, Kaz. Thank you. I've I've been to so many places where they just have like the kimchi by itself, and I'm just like, Egh. what are you doing? Well, no, it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a side, right? They and, and yeah. it's supposed to be like a side dish, or it's supposed to go with something else. Like, I'm I'm I've been down with the kimchi fried rice. That's pretty damn good. Like like, but that's making rice that that thing right not not just kimchi kimchi is a pairing like it has to go with something and and for me put it with some like really 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 nice thinly cut steaks or something like that or just some nice good pork like and it's great all right so unless so we're, vegan, we're on then fine. unless you're vegan then hey you do you boo chef don't judge as jack would say yes what else is going on with you buddy buddy old pal uh, I am, like I said, so, so, so I've, I've said this on the show a few times. I'm trying to refine to, to a T what it is for me to do internet content because I want to keep doing it into the future. Um, but I want to, I want to refine it. I don't want to, I don't want to keep starting anew. I want to, I want to make sure these things fit into my life and don't seem extra. So I've been working on that. Um, and I'm trying to make sure I pair everything well. So like trying to, trying to make sure the photography stuff pairs well with the rest of my internet personality stuff. Um, because, cause going forward with that, I want to refine things. So, um, if anybody's ever seen my Instagram feed, I used to talk about and share like stuff for podcasts on there, which now I no longer do my, my Instagram feed is going to very much become photography only, which is why you'll and never gonna, see me on Instagram doing anything. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I feel like if you, if you refine, I feel like I've, I've finally come to this understanding after, after talking to a lot of people and listening to a lot of people talk at me through, through YouTube and, and other devices and podcasts. 
everybody initially jumped on Instagram as this like this pool that opened up when Twitter got when the Twitter pool got filled, right? Um and then they went in there and I feel like it's it's a series of pools that are next to each other. They're really tiny small pools that are next to each other. And it looks like a big pool, but it's not. And I feel like you really, really, really have to be content aware when you're using something like Instagram as opposed to something like Twitter, right? Because Twitter lives literally in what Instagram for some people in their head lives in. It lives in moments, right? Oh yeah. So Twitter literally lives in moments and I'm, and I'm learning more and more of this stuff as I go, because like I said, I'm trying to, Twitter is great for, for someone that, is all about stream of consciousness and is all about mm-hmm. internal monologue like like me yeah. I'm I'm a constant stream of consciousness I'm a constant internal monologue that's why I tweet so much that's why I got suspended that's why I started up a new account a week later because I I can't because I have an internal monologue that just literally never stops yeah with and instagram Twitter... it takes a, it takes a little bit more compositional work I'd say and it it takes a a certain it takes a certain type of person to know how to craft Instagram well. And I'm just not yeah. that person. Yeah. I and I'm I wasn't, but I want to try to be, right? Because like right now at this point, I'm really in this fledgling egg stage with with trying to figure out if photography is going to be something that I make money with, or is it going to just be something that I spend money on? Right. And I'm fine. I'm fine with both of those scenarios. I just need to figure out which one it's going to be. Um, so because of that, what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm, competing correctly in the realms that I need to if it's going to be something that I want to try to make money at. So one of those things is like somebody said to me, right? When when your name is pulled out of that 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 hat for something that you're doing, right? Like podcasting or whatever and 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 you could kind of take a step up when it when it comes to photography and then people start to look at you people now are very m- more internet conscious right so they're going to they're going to look at your internet presence they may not always look at your website if you have a website that is horrid right it depends on their their own internet presence and you could get to this point where you want to go do something for someone and it could be easier to be like hey go look at my instagram and And then now they're going to see this feed of everything that's there, right, from forever on your Instagram. And as a photographer, you want to make it look nice, right? You You want it to fit. And when I went and looked at my own feed, it's like photography stuff, photography stuff, random shit, random shit, random shit, photography stuff, random shit, random shit, photography stuff. Um, But the and I was like, eh, I don't care. But then I realized I was like, the name of the account is King Cast Photo. And I was like, 
I feel like this should be my complimentary space only for photography, right? Because Twitter and Instagram communicate with each other really well, right? And I feel like I can still take, hey, this is my photography only thing on Instagram. And every so often, because Twitter, like you said, is that constant stream. It's that it's that constant flow of awareness and consciousness and, and, and what you're doing and what you're doing right now and what you're doing tomorrow and all that stuff. And if people care, they, hey, oh, shit, what is he doing? Oh, what is he doing now? What is, what is DJM up to? Oh, what is DJM talking about? What's this new project DJM has? You know? I feel like with all all the things that I want people to be aware of, that's great to just pour into that Twitter stream, right? Hey, doing this podcast. Hey, Sports Odds and Ends. Hey, Halya Juku. Hey, Two Nerdy Black Guys. Hey, you know, um, DKG shit. Hey, I might try to stream, guys. Come check it out. And then it's okay to then throw in a, hey, guys, look, photo, you know, in, in that thing, which then, you know, can pull you into Instagram. And I, I feel like that stream is better on Twitter. And I, and I want that stream to start flowing again on Twitter and not Instagram. Instagram isn't a catch all that, that I thought it could be. And I don't know. And then you, you know, how you hit a clarity moment with something and you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck was I thinking before? <laughs> and I just, I, I've recently hit that clarity moment with this where I was just like, the fuck was I thinking trying to feed everything into Instagram? What the hell was wrong with me? Like, um, and which is why yeah, I so will just, never do anything with Instagram because everything and I do is, is too all over the place. Yeah. And, it, and it's perfectly fine to think that way. It's perfectly fine to be aware of your content that you produce and, and your things and how you work and how your brain works and all these other things. And speaking of that, Vero. I'm aware of it. I am also aware of it. I am also aware of the drama of it. I am also aware of the intrigue that that it presented to people. I am also aware of like how drastically it's probably going to change. <laughs> yeah, Vero kind of went from really high to really low in like a blink, didn't it? Well, no, it's still it, it it's hitting I think it's hitting a plateau, right? Because one it it was announced as like this social stream that's the social stream, right? Like you you pick and choose the groups that you share with, which people who are aware of social streams were like, you mean like Google Circles? You mean I got to do all that fucking work again? Like, oh like, god, <laughs> right? So and then it's god, just that like was terrible. There was also a lot of people talking about. About, oh yeah, no algorithms now to hide my shit from people, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, for now, and until it until people like you to... ruin it, right? And then there's a need for an algorithm, um, because you're you're blasting everyone with everything where it's supposed to be this refined thing, um, and then the other thing was was the complexity of the signup process for some people, like there, there's kind of this barrier to entry where you you're using phone number and, and, and calls and things like that to set up your, your account rather than just, you know, link a link in your email and then reclick and then click through and stuff like that. 
Um, and then there were some other things that came up. So, so there's somewhere in their terms of service or something like that, a line that, that, and I'm paraphrasing cause I don't feel like going to look for it. And I just, I just want thoughts, um, that anything you post on Vero, the, the people of Vero are, are allowed because you posted it there, they're allowed to use it in any way that they see fit. So they could use it to help advertise Vero. They could use it for for all kinds of things. Um, you know, which is the oh my no oh my god they're gonna take my content and make it their content. How dare they? Uh, and that that was the other drama that has happened with it. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes and if it actually holds water because that'd be mm-hmm. one more place for people to check out the two nerdy black guys podcast with king kaz and myself djm kaz along with your instagram page where can people find everything that you're doing the the big thing i want to continuously pump into the sky is sports odds and ends the show that you help produce the show that i host with my good friend the one the great JVZ, where we talk about the plethora of sports entertainment that exists in the world from the round ball to the controller. Not, not sports entertainment, but sports entertainment. Yes. Uh, we are the we are the couch referees. We throw the flags. We talk about it. And we just have a good, grand old time uh, discussing sports with other fly-by-night sports fans is, is kind of what it is. So it is your casual sports podcast. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely check it out and tell your friends about it. What about the DKG thing? Do, do you want to tell them about that? Nope. Sure you do. Come on. No, I told you. I'm being content aware. And, and until I make a few more tweaks and, and, and tighten in a couple more screws and then get that Allen wrench to turn that cross, one weird cross thing the that they send you from Ikea. Cross yeah, the eyes and dot I'm, T's. I'm, Got it. I'm going to keep doing it. It's going to keep being produced, but I want to refine it to a point where I'm, I'm feel happy talking about it. Well, I, I understand where you're coming from because I have something that I'm working on that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet officially. Uh, but stay tuned. You'll be able to see that at DeltaJuliaMike.com, where you can also find other podcasts just like this one, Two Nerdy Black Eyes, and the anime podcast of some sort, and the aforementioned Sports Odds and Ends with King Kaz and JVZ. Of course, as always, you can follow me on Twitter, where you can watch my stream of consciousness at Please Call Me DJM. That's me in ghost form. It's not my actual physical form, it is my. Uh, otherworldly, non-corporeal astral projection. At please call me DJM. Cats, it's good talking to you again. It Thanks is for doing always this. a pleasure. This has been an episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys, everybody. Thank you for listening.